Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, welcome back to the podcast, guys. You might want to buckle your seatbelts for today's episode. Dr. Jamie Morgan is the author of the newly released book, Thirsty, a 31-day journey to personal revival. She leads a movement for women in ministry, Trailblazer Mentoring Network. She's a senior pastor, a prayer warrior, a writer, a revivalist, a mentor, and she hosts the podcast, fire starter. She is a fire starter. I cannot wait for this conversation. She graduated with her MA in practical theology from Oral Roberts University and her uh, demon from the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary. Hey, that's where my husband got his from as well. She serves on America's National Prayer Committee, and you can learn more about her at jamiemorgan.com. Dr. Jamie, I'm so honored to have you here on the Make Life Matter podcast. Angela, thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I feel like we are kindred spirits. We both host podcasts hosted on the Charisma Podcast Network. So I know a lot of our listeners are so excited. Oh my goodness, it's Dr. Jamie. So, but for anyone who maybe is meeting you for the first time, I would just love for you to share your story. I know you have such a miraculous story. So tell us a little bit, give us the, the invite us into who you are, Dr. Jamie. I I would be glad to. I absolutely love sharing my testimony. So I wasn't raised in a Christian home growing up as a child, as a teenager, very, very, very much in the world. And I came from a family that uh, uh, were fear-based. They worried about everything. They worried when there wasn't something to worry about. I grew up in this atmosphere. And then by the time I was in my early 20s, I started having panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And I don't know if you've ever known anyone, Angela, that's had panic attacks or anxiety attacks, but when you have one, you, wherever you have that attack, you can't go back there again. If like, if it's a grocery store, you can't go back there again because you associate the, the place with the anxiety. And what happens is your world starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. And so I actually became agoraphobic where I was a prisoner in my own home. I couldn't leave my home because of the, of the, of the anxiety attacks. And then once you can't leave your home, see, fear doesn't stop. Mm. It spreads to every area of your life. Then I couldn't leave my bedroom. My husband would leave for work uh, first thing in the morning and I'd be in bed with the covers over my head. And then he would come home at night and I would still be in bed with the covers over my head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with fear, of course, you know, the enemy comes back in baggage with depression and despondency. And then I began to drink. Actually, I started drinking from the time I was a teenager. But when I drank, it temporarily took the anxiety away which of course was a false piece, a demonic piece, Mm. but uh, I drank more and more and more and more. So that by the time I was 26 years old, I was a raging alcoholic. I would get up in the morning 
I, by, by this time I had a baby and rem- remember the old Fisher price swings. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put the baby and you crank that swing yeah. up. Yeah. I used to get up in the morning, change his diaper, put him in the Fisher price swing, crank it up and pour my first drink at oh. 7am. Wow. And I would drink all day long. So now I was a drunk, a falling down drunk. And I was filled with anxiety, couldn't leave my home. I mean, it was just, I was, I was a mess. And so one night, uh, I, I just, I couldn't take it anymore. And I said, I got on my knees. I said, God, I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about the Bible. The only two things that I believe about you are that you're real and that you created me. Like mm-hmm. Angela, good thing. The two things I believe were true because yeah. like, so I knew, you know, and I said, because you created me, your plan for my life has got to be better than this because I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, have you ever heard a story, a testimony, Angela, of uh, let's say a Muslim in a, in a uh, nation, in a, in a, in a a nation across the ocean where no one has witnessed to them, but Jesus appears to them. Yes. Yes. I had that experience in my bedroom in New Jersey. And when I cried out to God, Jesus revealed himself to me as Lord and savior and that he wanted to be my Lord and savior. And, um, I, this was my prayer. I said, I said, Jesus, I give you my life. I'll go where you tell me to go. I'll say what you tell me to say. I'll do what you tell me to do. And I ended with this. I said, I ask you to take this messed up girl. And if you can do anything with her, with, with my life, I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Mm -hmm. And I got up off my knees, Angela, and I felt what felt like shackles, what felt like shackles falling off of me, shackles of alcohol, nicotine, uh, fear, depression, just falling off of me. And I I was completely free. I never, ever again uh, had a panic attack. I never had a desire for another drink. I never, from, from that day forward, have never operated in fear, never had, and, and have never been depressed. And the Lord just miraculously delivered me. Wow. What a powerful story. I'm just wondering for those that have, are are listening, it's a brand new year and we've come out of this pandemic are coming out in Jesus name, taking us forever to get out of it. But so many people, Dr. Jamie, probably are relating to just the fact that even if they didn't go into the pandemic with such high levels of fear or panic attacks, I think all of us have experienced far more of, of an inc- an uptick in that some to the extent I still know people who barely leave their home. So yes. what encouragement and hope do you have for someone who's listening to your story? Either they're still struggling with this or they know someone, someone they love that they care about who's yeah. still even yeah. wrestling with being able to leave their house. Yeah. So, so many people, you're right, Angela are, are in fear, even the ones that are leaving their home. Like there's so many, just in fear. there's, you know, it, 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 we, we, we do whatever the Lord tells us to do. Uh, but so many are making decisions or making fear-based decisions. Yes. And so what I would say, what my recommendation is as a pastor of a church is have, having counseled, you know, hundreds and probably thousands of people over these years. Um, I, I tell people take the word of God, like medicine. 
So, so for example, just real practically speaking, um, if, if I was counseling someone, if I was counseling the, the, the person that's listening right now, and you were sitting across the desk from me, uh, and you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm battling fear, I would tell them to take a scripture like Philippians 4, 6 through 7, where it says, be anxious for nothing. Do not be anxious for anything, but with prayer, you know, uh, and supplication, present your request to God and the peace of God, uh, you know, will, you know, that the whole passage, I would literally write it again. We're going to get it real practical here because people need practical steps to get out of the fear they're in. I would write it on an index card and I would literally read it like you would take medicine Mm. three times a day. And let the word of God go from head knowledge to heart knowledge. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've, I've known people that have had, I've counseled them to, to buy like a, a notebook, uh, a index card notebook from the drugstore and, and just fill, fill those index cards mm. with scriptures on, you know, do not fear, cast your care upon me for I care for you. Mm. Um, uh, scriptures on peace, scriptures on joy. And just every morning before your feet hit the floor, uh, when you wake up, read those passages at your lunch break, read those passages before you go to bed at night. Listen, we're being bombarded for what these last two years with bad news, bad news, bad news of every kind. Yeah. Let's, let's bombard our minds and our hearts with, with the good news. Amen. (laughs) And this is, this is our life. The word of God is our life. So I would recommend to you, to that person listening, take the word of God like medicine. And I'm telling you, you just watch fear, just lift hmm. all of you. I love that. So let's, let's pause again, back to your story. So you've, you've had this really supernatural deliverance to never yes. want alcohol again. I mean, just a radical 180. Walk us through what happened from that to now you're serving as a lead pastor, you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. writing biblical content that's changing lives, you're, you're hosting one of those top ranked podcasts. So fill us in that gap of how you move from there to where the Lord has you in this assignment in this season. Yeah, so from the moment I was saved, I knew that there was a call on my life. But like back then, I couldn't articulate the call. I just knew that I would probably say back then, I know that God wants to use me in big ways. And I want to say this to each of your listeners. There's a call on each of your lives, right? And it may not be behind the pulpit. It may not be behind the podcast microphone. It may not be as a writer, but God wants to use you in big ways. And I had that knowing in my knower from the moment I was saved. And so I found myself a church and I began serving. Mm. And that's where the Lord, of course, started developing a servant's heart within me, lopping off the rough edges. There was so much, mm. Angela, there was so much healing that had to take place of my soul. Yeah, there yeah. was, I had to start renewing my mind to what the word of God said about me, about decisions I was making. I had to apply the word of God to every single area of my life. I was getting to know Jesus, but I was serving. I, I, I have such a passion for the local church. Yeah. I'm telling you, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It is the God, it is as imperfect as it is yeah. run yeah. by imperfect people like me. <laughs> it is God's growth plan for the Christian. That's right. And it, I'm telling you right now, God pours his spirit, the miracle of church is he pours his spirit through cracked clay pots yeah. like me <laughs> and, and, and works miracles yeah. in, in changing people's lives. And so I just began serving. 
And as I did, you know, your pastor, when you're in the church that God has called you to, your pastor doesn't just pastor the people. Your pastor pastors your gifts. Mm, That's good. And the pastor, the different pastors, the senior pastor, assistant pastors, Bible study leaders would start seeing the gifts that I had that I didn't even know were there. Gifts Mm -hmm. of teaching, preaching, shepherding, leadership. Uh, that, you know, I had just been delivered from, from agoraphobia for crying out loud. I didn't yeah. see myself as a leader. I never saw myself up front doing anything. I was always the girl in the back seat in the back row to make the quick exit if she had to, you know. And so um, I just began serving and my gifts and talents would begin to emerge. And then my pastor would say, okay, would you teach the Wednesday night Bible study? Or would you do this? Or would you lead? Would you lead? Would you teach children church? And you know what? kids, you know, have never been necessarily my forte, my I'm called to adults, you know, yeah, generally speaking. But you know what, God was developing in me a servant's heart that Jesus, I'll do anything for you. Mm -hmm. There were some things that those kids that God was going to use those kids to teach me. And so I would, I would pour myself into that lesson for those two kids in children's church. And I would preach, I would preach to those two kids, like I was preaching to a stadium full of people. I'm telling you, I, I, I would, I would uh, uh, work in the baby nursery like, like I was uh, changing the diaper of the future Billy Grahams and the future Amy Simple McPhersons. Uh, I would teach the toddlers how to, how to lay hands on each other to pray for healing and to, I'd, lay, I'd lay hands on them for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm just saying, like, I would literally, I just, I just begin to serve. Pastor, what's the need? Mm-hmm. I'll serve. And as I did that, I learned, I learned how to walk in love. I learned how to not to take offense. I learned how to warfare in the spirit. I learned how to pray. These are all things that I needed in, in ministry. And so anyway, it was a number of years before God launched me, but my, uh, I got launched as an interim pastor, uh, while they were looking for a, the senior pastor mm-hmm. and, uh, the, the church went to the district and said, you know, we really want pastor Jamie to be our, our, our senior pastor. And mm-hmm. so at the time it was, it was against the district rules, um, the interim pastor could not be the permanent pastor. Hmm. So they, the, I remember my superintendent saying, well, for every rule, rule we have, we, we could break, we're going to break the rule. Find an exemption. Wow. So there I was. So I've been senior pastor of Life Church in, in Williamstown, New Jersey for the past 15 years. Hmm. And it has been the, one of the greatest joys of my life. Hmm. It's also been some of the hardest work of my life. Yeah. But oh, there's nothing, Angela. And I'm preaching to the choir here because you I know you I know you and I know you feel the same way. There's nothing like being used of the Lord, of walking in your calling, of of winning souls, of mm. reaching nations. There's nothing like it. No designer handbag, yeah. no, no exotic trip. No, uh, you know, new set of golf clubs, no new fishing rod that can compare to being used of the Lord. Absolutely nothing like walking in your purpose. That's so true. It's so true. And I, I, there's a couple thoughts that are emerging for me. First, it, it's so evident why the Lord is using you in so many powerful ways that he is, because you, you immediately offered him a posture of availability. And so once you did that, God can do miracles with an available spirit. I think 
a, a lot of times I'm seeing, I don't want to just stereotype a generation, but I'm seeing a propensity in the next generation to skip over what you just described. And I think it's so critical that we, we hear what you're saying. We hear what you're saying because God will entrust though two more to those that he knows will steward well what he's already given them and if we can't serve then we can't lead and we just want to skip to the leadership roles and we have not been developed you know in in the 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 dark room if you say with the negatives that are developing in there to get the picture that's emerging right that's just so powerful and another thing that that was speaking to me is as we're coming out of this pandemic and people I know have had to shift and watch online. And I understand that's, that's a necessity for some people, but for anyone who can in this new year, Dr. Mm -hmm. Jamie, I want to challenge you get into a local church, like get back in the body because you're the second conversation I've had in this week uh, on the podcast, talking about this very same thing that if it wasn't for a community of believers that's what grew you, right? I mean, that's what gave you the opportunity to serve. People called out your gifts. They saw things you didn't even see. You, 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 like you said, you kind of rub off the rough edges. Oh, for sure. And, and learn how to walk in. You can't learn how to walk in love when you're sitting on the couch. No. With no control in your hand. No, we just can't. It's just <laughs> yeah. not the same. It's just not it's, the same. It's, it's not, not the same. Yeah, it's not. And, and I mean, no, if, if, if it's all you can do, we, we, right foster that. And we're grateful for that, but right. it isn't a substitute for the local church. It's not. And, and, you know, we're reading statistics like Barna research saying that, yes. you know, 30% of people that used to consider themselves regular mm-hmm. uh, church attenders have decided they're never going back to church again. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's yeah, so high. It's that's, a, that's a, a really disheartening statistic. And I think yeah. To let people know your story is church perfect. No, my husband, and I have pastored oh, for 30, oh, 30 yeah. years out here outside of Washington, D.C. We're not yeah. far from Dr. Jamie. And we're not saying it's perfect. And we're not saying yeah. that you haven't encountered some hurts. So have pastors. So as Dr. Jamie, so as me, yes. but we have to be more resilient than that guys. We've got to be able to push through because we've, we've got to say yes to the God assignments in our life. It includes community. It includes serving alongside of one another, seeing a gap. And so as we start and launch this new year, I want to encourage you plug into a local church and just say, how can I serve God? Where do you want to use me? Ask the pastor, ask a leader. I'm back, you know, no shame, no condemnation. Let's just move forward and say, where do you want me to serve? So I love hearing that you're firing me up, Dr. (laughs) Because I'm so passionate about this and it makes, you know, it hurts my heart to see people. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts my heart. Seeing people just still. So many, so many started off online. Yeah. And then now where are they? Like they're not even online anymore. Yeah. You know, they're like, they've, they have fallen away. It's great falling away happened before our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to get easier as we, as we slide toward the end times here, it's going to get harder. So we Mm -hmm. have to be able to make these kind of concrete decisions before we get in a position of, Oh, I don't know. Do I want to wash? I want to go to church. Like you're going to, you need it. And, and even if you think you don't like the time is coming where you're going to desperately need to draw from what the relationships you have, the community that you've built. So we, God, God never created us to be our own islands. Absolutely. Created us in this, in the, in this body, uh, this body called the body of Christ to, to fit together. And, you know, I need you, Angela, and you need me. 
Like there's times when I'm going to need to pray for you. And there's times you're going to need to pray for me. There's times where you're going to encourage me. And then I'm with times I'm going to encourage you. We need each other. And so even people that say, and this, I could go on and on about this. uh, Oh, all I need, it's just me and Jesus. Jesus. Now listen, it sounds very spiritual. Yeah. Oh, does that sound spiritual? But it's unbiblical. Yes, of course. Good, good. Of course, Jesus is all we need. But Jesus loves the church so much that he died for her. And we need to love the church that much and Mm -hmm. be a part of the church and, and, and resist the fear and resist the plots and plans of the enemy to keep us isolated. I have an expression that I give to my church and I say it frequently and I start it off and they can finish it. I say it so much. I say isolation leads to desolation. You isolate yourself from the body of Christ. You watch, you watch the enemy, the one that comes to steal, kill and destroy, make a, 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 a a desert Mm. out of your life. Yeah. And so you need, we need you and you need us. Yes. That's all I'll say about that. I agree. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. And I kind of want to segue from that into this new book, because if we're going to see revival in the church, big C, we have to experience revival personally, you know, and, and that happens in a myriad of ways, but you've written this brand new book, thirsty, which is a 31 day journey into personal revival. You're here starting the brand. If you're watching it, she's held up the book right there and we're starting a brand new year. So what a better way to start than say, listen, I'm going to take 31 days. I'm going to lean into personal revival. And so I want to just ask you, Dr. Jamie, what does personal revival look like? for us individually, if you can kind of boil it down to kind of a nutshell, because even the word revival could mean different things to different people people. that are listening. What, what how do you define that word and how can we make this a personal uh, Mm -hmm. goal and, and decision this year? Yeah. So, you know, the word revival means to live again. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a picture of, of someone or, or a a church or the church at large, as you said, capital C that was once vibrant on fire, uh, passionate for souls, passionate for God, uh, passionate to win nations and, and has lost along the way their fire. They've lost their passion. It's, it's almost, it happens like a slow leak in a tire. Have you ever gone out to your car and your tires flat? And oftentimes it doesn't start off. It doesn't just all of a sudden flatten. Sometimes it does, but oftentimes it's a slow leak. Yeah. You, you, you run over something and it, it punctures a tire and it takes some time mm. to show up. Yeah. But eventually it shows up. But personal revival, you know, I when I got when I went for my doctorate, um, my my doctoral dissertation was on the study of revivals, mm. corporate revivals all around the world. I, inter- I interviewed 22 revivalists uh, that had experienced revival in in their church or their ministry. And I found this common theme. Every single revival, whether it be of old or contemporary today, begin with one, two, three, usually a very small group of people Hmm. that had experienced personal revival. Hmm. They themselves were on fire for Jesus. They were they would, they loved him. Their passion for Jesus was red hot. Their love for him was burning hot. They were, they were like living, breathing, walking arcs of the covenant. Mm. 
the, like an ark of the covenant with arms and legs wow. and everything they touched every person they came in contact with they they, they were like brush they, they it was like they were setting like brush fires mm-hmm. um and you know we don't have to wait let let's say i i feel like there's a there's someone that's listening to this podcast and you you've been you've been waiting for let's say your church to experience corporate revival. And we, you know, we can't, God sends corporate revival. We Mm -hmm. can't lather it up or, you know, God sends it, but uh, you've been waiting and you've been praying and the Lord is saying, you don't have to wait for the sleepy, for a sleepy, lukewarm church to wake up for you yourself to experience personal revival. Mm -hmm. You are as revived as you want to be. And that's the purpose of this devotional. It's 31 day devotional, taking 31 different aspects of our Christian walk and asking the whole, the all consuming fire to set that particular aspect on fire, prayer, reading of the word, worship, witnessing, discipleship, uh, uh, restoring the awe and the wonder of God back to our lives. Um, the, uh, when we experience even in our pain and in our brokenness, asking the all consuming fire to use that, to make us more like Jesus, to set us on fire, 31 different aspects of our Christian walk. Cause our Christian walk is made. Isn't it just one thing? Right, it's a whole right. bunch of things. And I, 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 I selected these 31 things that I thought were the most crucial things that if these areas were set on fire mm-hmm. each day, a different focusing on that different aspect, then by the end of the 31 days, our entire Christian walk would be on fire, mm-hmm. but you don't have to wait for the corporate church to experience revival. Yes. Keep contending for it, but you be that revival. And mm-hmm. then you, and then I'm telling you, you're, you're going to be like a spark. You're going to set a blaze wherever your church, your region, the people you come in contact with. Now, when you experience personal revival, sometimes the people around you that are mm, lukewarm or backslidden, I call it, you know, they get annoyed that you sing an octave too high. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tone down the fire, please? Can you? Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a little too much. Too much. much. (laughs) And you know what? At the end of my life, when I have graduated to heaven and my friends and family are standing at my funeral and they're celebrating my life, I want them to be able to say, yes, she was little too much for Jesus, way over the top for Jesus. She was all about Jesus. She was all about souls. She was all about advancing the kingdom. She was all about mentoring women in ministry and all about furthering the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't you want that said about you? Of course, I know you do, Angela, but to each of your listeners, don't you want that said about you? Mm-hmm. And so what if, you know, it, we're in January, yeah. brand new year, what a perfect time to hit the ground running in our Christian walk and say, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. breathe on each aspect of my Christian mm-hmm. walk to set me on fire for you going into 2022. And as you said earlier, you know, we are, we are in the last days. There's an urgency of the hour. Yeah, there is. There's no playing around. There's no, you know, I told my congregation a few weeks ago, 
and there's no more one foot in the world and one foot in God. You know, a lot of people yeah. rode the fence for a long time. You know what yeah. I mean? Playing yeah. that. There's no more of that. There's mm-hmm. no more. You no. got to choose sides. You know, Jesus said, either you're hot or cold. Like, you know, like, honestly, you know, there's no lukewarm, like choose sides, you know, and, 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 and I pray that you fully give yourself to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But that's why I wrote the book so that that person that individual person can experience personal revival so that they can then be that rush fire to set their, their home. How about their home, their, their region, their church, their nation on fire. So anyway, that's, that's why I wrote the book. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love that you can, you're as revived as you want to be. You can be as revived. Draw near. What does the scripture say? Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. And he will draw near to you. So, yeah. so you are as close to God as you, yes. Yeah, stop as waiting. You be. Stop waiting on the church or on anything exactly. else and just exactly just be proactive in your right. spiritual health and revival this year. I love it. I love it. Dr. Jamie, and you touched on it for a second. I want to just ask you quickly about the mentoring you do for women, because you're a lead pastor as a female, we could spend an entire conversation just talking about that and both the challenges and the blessings that that's held. Uh, I'm co-pastor with my husband, but I, you know, I know even just, it's a unique um, anointing on your life as a lead pastor. And yet you've shared publicly that you really didn't have a mentor and you've set up a mentoring program because you've seen the need for this. So talk about that, why that's so important. And I know you have a program, if someone's listening and they desperately need this in their life, why is this need for mentoring so critical, Dr. Jamie? Oh, I, I'm telling you right now, in this hour, I mean, what? first of all, what is the essence of discipleship? I, we each need to be pouring into someone and having someone pouring into us. Yeah. And as a woman, as a woman in ministry, there are, as you just said, unique challenges. Mm-hmm. Now, there are, we're not, we don't have it any worse than our male counterparts do. They have challenges. Yes. So we don't play the victim card. Right. You know, oh, we're the victim. No, we're not the victim. We're right. the victors. They're the victors. They they are called to the ministry. We are called to the ministry. Amen. I, when I, when I, oh, don't even get me started. When I hear a woman go off on, oh, I know. we have it worse. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. And I tell, I, I, I tell her, I say, honey, the devil's the devil, no matter what gender you are. That's right. That's right. That's oh, right. And God is God, no matter what That's gender exactly you are. exactly right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, but anyway, um, I had an encounter, a a dramatic encounter with the Lord a few years back. And he said to me, he said, I need all hands on deck in this hour. Mm -hmm. And then he said, call in the female troops. And I saw a picture. It was a vision of battleships all around the world and behind the helm of the battleships were women that Mm -hmm. were leading and were winning souls and were going to nations and were reaching people's groups and were doing whatever her area of specialization is along with again along with the, the, the the our male counterparts behind the helm of their battleships and so the lord instructed me he said i'm i'm instructing you from that your focus needs to be mentoring women in ministry, because I need all hands on deck in this hour, because too many women are sitting, no, they have a call. Do you know how many women I have come across, Angela? And I'm sure you could say the same thing that I tell them that I'm in the ministry. Oh yeah, I have a call too. 
Yeah. Or, I, or, you know, when I was a little girl, I sensed a call or you, they'll say something like that. And they're not, sir, they're not walking right. in their calling. Right. I'm telling you, I live from a place of no regret. I don't want to mm. get to the end of my life and, 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 and look into the eyes of my savior. And, and when he asks me, did, did you do what I've called you to do? Mm. Did you reach who I've called you to reach? And then I start making, pulling excuses out of my back pocket. Well, I was too afraid. He's going to point to the cross and say, I died for that. Well, I was too depressed. Well, I died for that. Well, you know, I, I didn't really, I couldn't get it. I was too busy. I died for that. I mean, I, we're going to be without excuse, but women need, women face unique challenges that they need another woman. Yes, we need male mentors as well, but we need female mentors to help us navigate the ropes of ministry as a woman in ministry. Mm. And uh, my, if you you can find out more information about my mentorship at trailblazermentoring.com. I love it. I'm going to put that in our show notes, Dr. Jamie. And in addition to that, you have resources, you have other books besides your new Thursday devotional and you host a really top ranked podcast fire starter. So let everyone know how they can connect with you, find your podcast, what to expect on it, your resources. I want to make sure they know how to get all the things, including the, the mentoring program, but you, uh, what website do you want them to go to, to find your resources? Sure. You can start at jamiemorgan.com and Jamie is J A M I E. Cause there's like, there's like a million ways to spell Jamie, J A M I E Morgan, jamiemorgan.com on there. You can find my books. I have, I wrote a book uh, called a journey to ministry, which is my, my ministry journey. Mm-hmm. I have a book on prayer. Um, I have CDs uh, for, for people that are struggling with depression, fear, guilt and condemnation. Um, the list goes on and on. Um, my podcast as Angela, as you mentioned, Angela is Firestarter and, and it's a podcast to create a desperation for revival in the hearts of God's people. I, uh, interview revivalists. I'm like a kind of like a revival field re- field reporter. When I hear of a revival that breaks out, I will contact the leader of that church or that region. And I'll say, I'll interview them about, it. and I kind of broadcast the revival. Wow. And I also teach on revival and how to be personally revived like my mm. book. Um, and I also have um, e-courses. I have 15 e-courses on a variety of topics that you can also find at jamiemorgan.com. If you're part of the Trailblazer Mentoring Network, trailblazermentoring.com, the e-courses are free, but you can purchase them. If you're not part of the network, you can purchase them individually. And so um, that's just a little bit about the resources that uh, God has used me to produce. Mm, What an arc of your life. I mean, I just love hearing what a what a testimony of the transformational power of God and the Holy Spirit in our lives to to hear where we started in this conversation, to see a desperate, broken woman, to see how God is using you. I mean, it just speaks volumes to any of us listening to know that there's, there's nothing that you're going through that is going to keep God from using you. So just to say, yes, give God your yes and become the brush fire that he, and and start with saying, I'm going to, I'm going to immerse myself in the word. I'm going to memorize it. I'm going to put it on my three by five cards. I'm going to get my index Rolex. I'm going to serve in the church. I mean, I know these sound like basic fundamental building blocks, but that's what, that's what it takes. This is the, 
This is the spiritual formation of a life that's on fire and a life that's sustainable, that doesn't go out and that can, can handle the ups and downs and, and be resilient in the middle of the, the difficult season that we've all been navigating. And we don't know what's coming, but we do know Jesus is coming and we know it gets better before it gets, I mean, it gets worse before it gets better. So we need to strengthen ourselves and strengthen our resolve. And, and Dr. Jamie is giving us so many resources and ways to do that. So I'll put all that in my show notes and she's going to pray over us in just a moment. But Dr. Jamie, I love to ask all of my guests this question. And I know you're also going to share the truth that matters in just a moment. So other than Jesus, I want to know who in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter. Maybe someone you can't wait to meet in heaven or a burning question. You can't wait to ask. I I have a suspicion. I have a guess, but I don't, I I don't know the, I never want to know the answer. I always (laughs) want to hear it in the moment. So, so who is that person for you? Yeah. Without a doubt after, after, after Jesus, it would be Paul, the apostle. Okay. I absolutely love Paul's. I love his, first of all, he took his, he, he, he was like a, a terrorist killing Christian True. and God completely like his, like your past. Like if you, if you're, if you're, if you're listening at home and you're struggling because you have a past, yeah. <laughs> all you have to do is study Paul, the apostle's life. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? It doesn't matter what you've done. But I love that he had passed and that didn't matter that he had a call in his life. I love his passion. I love his zeal. I love his intensity. I, I, Angela, I've been accused my entire life of being intense. People Mm -hmm. have told me intense should be your middle name, you know, and I kind of feel that way about the apostle Paul. I would do everything with, I, I, when I make photocopies, like bam, 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 I'm like, I can't do anything like just gingerly, you know, yeah, boom, boom. Um, I love his passion for souls, his passion for mm-hmm. God. I, I, I loved how he advanced the kingdom. There was no, I loved it. I loved, I, I just love his story. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's hard not to love. I mean, there's so much there. You just covered so much. And I love the fact that God uses us the way we're wired. I yes. mean, Paul, you know, Paul was Paul and, and I feel Always like Paul. <laughs> it's a different personality than Timothy or Barnabas or Apollos or those around him. And it just, just goes to show the uniqueness of the way God wired us and designed us to lean into the way that he designed us, but never, never to shrink away from your call, never to make excuses for it. Be who God has called us to be and uh, go after that and share the truth that matters that God put on your heart. There was a scripture you read earlier to me. I'd love to share that for our listeners. One of Paul's writings, he wrote a third of the new Testament. So there's a lot there to cover. But share what God put on your heart for us tonight. Yeah, so this is actually my life verse. This mm. this is the verse God gave me. This is this leads and guides my 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 life in ministry. And it's it's in the book of Acts. It's the very, very last scripture in the book of Acts. But it's about the apostle Paul. Mm. And it says he he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. The Mm -hmm. NLT says, and no one, no one stopped him. Like, and I want that said about me, like that I preached, I taught, I preached the gospel. I taught about Jesus with all boldness. And yes, there were, were, yes, the enemy put roadblocks and tried to put mountains and hindrances, but, 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 but I believed God 
And then God would blast, blasted through every obstacle. Absolutely. And that, this is my guiding verse. Mm, I love it. Thank you for sharing that from Acts and from Paul's life. I think you're a female Paul in our generation, Dr. Jamie. So we're so grateful for your. I, I just know, I just know you take anybody's life, Angela, anybody. I don't care how great you're educated, how little you're, little you're educated, how much money you have, how much, how little money. I don't care. You take any person's life and you factor God into their yes, life. That's true. Have a limitless life. Mm-hmm. And the only person mm-hmm. that can stop God's call in your life is you. It's not the devil. It's not your denomination. It's not your church. It's not your pastor. <laughs> it's not your spouse. It's you that you limit God in your life. Mm, that might end up being the name of this episode, a, a limitless life, because I it, think you're giving us the way to live it. You're, you're between personal revival, knowing the word, trusting God, surrendering fully, because that God factor changes everything. And so what we think is a deficiency, a gap, I'm a woman, I have a past, I'm a this, I'm a that. None of that matters. God can use anything and everything. And he wants to use us. I loved your vision. And I remember you, what you posted a video on Instagram of you on a ship. And mm-hmm. now I understand right. why. <laughs> now I understand the whole point. That's why. That's I, right. I just love that. I love that idea that we're not saying we're better than men. We're more no. than men. We're saying no. we, we, God is calling no. us as well. And if you're listening, you're a man or a woman, just be who God has called you to be. That's it. That's and, it. And uh, let your voice be heard and do the work we need to do behind the scenes in the wilderness season. Paul had a wilderness season. Jesus had a wilderness season to say, listen, I've got to, I've got to rewire my brain with the truth of God's word and let that be the guiding factor. That's the kind of um, foundation we need to have a limitless life. So thank and, you and to, 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 uh, to the, to women in ministry or those aspiring to be, I just have one last closing thought. And that is stop waiting for a man to open a door for you Mm. because a man already has, and his name is Jesus. Mm, Come on. Mm, 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 So stop, mm. stop. Just, just be about the business of the kingdom. That's right. You feel like you're called to be evangelist, win souls at the mall. That's right. Honestly, like uh, just start, just start, start. start. I'm telling you, I, I became a pastor because I was already shepherding. That's right. I didn't start shepherding because I had the title of pastor. That's right. Mm-mm. just start. Jesus has already made a way. There's no more level ground than the foot of the cross. Oh, that's so good. No more level ground. It's so good. And it's such a liberating word for someone who feels like something has to happen before. And we're not saying that you don't go through the steps and, and the validation of, you know, credentialing and doctor, right. right. we get all that. We're right. just saying, don't sit around waiting right. for someone to validate what God right. has already spoken over your life right. right, and begin to move out in faith. And then he'll give you the next step and the next step. I mean, Dr. Jamie was preaching to two-year-olds. <laughs> they're laying, they're laying my out. They're like laying was- hands on each other. They're probably evangelists now. They're probably some of the revivalists <laughs> you're interviewing. They're like, Dr. Jamie, I was in that class. You prayed over me. Because it's just the power of obedience. It's the power of availability. And it's, it's and true. you you bring what you have to the table. You do the natural. God adds the supernatural to That's that. it. That's and, it. But if we don't bring the natural, what can he put the super on? <laughs> 
we exactly. have to bring in what we have. We do. And then he's going to breathe on that. That's it. All, all we are is like the little boy with the lunch. You know, That's when Jesus said the 5,000, he's like, we got to feed these people. And looks at the disciples. You know, they're like, we don't have anything. And here's a little boy with the fishes and the loaves. And yeah. I mean, he just gave Jesus this. That's all. That's all I've ever seen myself as yeah. the little boy with the lunch. Yes. That I give Jesus my, my not what I have. My, I give him my life. I give him my everything. And he 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 blesses it and he distributes it to the masses. Yeah, he multiplies. And he uses me in spite of me. That's so good. I'm just saying, like, I'm nobody special. I mean, nobody, none of us are. That's it's right. Jesus. Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. Right. It's all him, That's none right. us. And when we start like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Our eyes are on us. Get your eyes off of you. Yeah. I love that. And it's that that'll preach that whole thing will preach just what we tend to minimize. Oh. What we tend to think are disqualifying voices and disqualify ourselves, whether it's our past or our present, you know, limitations that we put on ourselves just start where you are and let God multiply what he's given you. And uh, that, that story that you mentioned is such a beautiful example of how God can take even the small things. I, I love that Dallas Jenkins, a creator of the chosen, that's his, you know, the whole logo is the loaves and fishes because he said, that's all I'm, that's all I'm required to do is bring the loaves and fishes. Yes. And God's responsible for the outcome. He does that's the multiplying it. and he does that's the distributing, it. but if you don't bring your loaves and fishes, then we don't have a starting place. So exactly right. obviously we could preach all night because Dr. Jamie and I are fired up. <laughs> we are fired up. It's, that's, that's dangerous to get two fired up women in the same room. <laughs> we love Jesus and love people and want to see them empowered to be what God's yeah. called to be. So yeah. this would just be a great, um, just ignition guys in your life, the beginning of 2022, we don't know what this year holds. So all the more, let's just front load all we can in this beginning of this year, immerse yourself in the word, make that your primary, um, just goal right now is to get as much of the word in as you can get her brand new book, this 31 days to revival, personal revival, her other resources, the eBooks, everything is there. The fire starter, uh, one of the top podcasts in the world. So you're gonna want to tune in and listen to her podcast. So thank you, Dr. Jamie, you just encouraged me tonight. And uh, I just can't wait to stay connected with you and just continue to just run alongside you. Well, I, I am so honored that to be your guest, Angela, and to your listeners, I want to say that you want to keep tuning into Angela's podcast mm-hmm. uh, every time that she, every time one airs, because this woman carries such a powerful anointing mm-hmm. and God is using her in such great ways. You want to be a part of this. Like you you may be listening by chance today, but you want to listen to her podcast and go to her website and you want to get connected to her ministry because I'm telling you, she, she understands, she Mm -hmm. understands walking in purpose and she understands greatness and she understands how big God is. And you want to be a part of that. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Jamie. It's so kind of you. Well, I've been waiting for this moment. I want you to pray for us and uh, pray over us. And we're just going to agree in prayer and uh, get in alignment with our assignment for 2022. Take the limits off. And this is the way we're going to live a limitless life. So thank you so much, Dr. Jamie. Well, Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus and we cry out to you, God. 
Revive us, God. Revive all of us, Lord. Just cry out to the Lord right where you are. If you're in your kitchen, if you're in your living room, if you're in your study, if you're driving in your car, cry out to him. Revive me, Lord. Father God, I ask you that every single person that's listening or watching, I ask you, Father God, that you would reveal their purpose, God. And you would reveal to them that you are limitless, God, that there is nothing impossible with you, that you take any person's life. I don't care their past. I don't care their present. I don't care what um, has happened in their lives. And you've, we factor you into our lives. We will lead a limitless life. Father God, I thank you that there are people watching, there are women watching that are called to be pastors and evangelists and teachers and apostles and prophets and, and, um, uh, girls ministries leaders and Royal Ranger leaders and, and, and cleaners of the church and, and, uh, ministry to shut-ins and every imaginable worship team, every imaginable area of ministry specialization. I call forth those callings in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that each person, every man and woman that is watching and listening to this podcast and program today, I thank you, Lord, that they will walk in their calling, that they have the holy boldness and the courage, God, to say, yes, Lord, yes, I will go anywhere you tell me to go. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll say whatever you tell me to say. I am yours. Yes, Lord, yes. And I just thank you, Father God. Set us on fire, God. Bring revival to every church represented of the listenership today, God. Bring revival to our nation, Lord, and bring revival to the nations of the world, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.